And now it's time for the Called to Cultivate podcast, the podcast that understands your call to educate, elevate, and enrich the lives of others. Please welcome your podcast host, Regina Coley. Hey guys, it's Regina Coley, the motivator, educator, and cultivator, and welcome to this episode of the Call to Cultivate podcast. So happy to have you here as we're talking today about how to cultivate motivation. I know right now, especially during this pandemic, some of our spirits can kind of be low and we're trying to find our motivation to get up and do the same mundane thing every day with so many states that are on quarantine and having to stay home to be safe. Um, this is a huge adjustment for a, a lot of people. I know for us introverts, this feels like a little bit of heaven, but for um, everybody else who may seem to be pulling at their hair strings, it's really hard to stay motivated, especially as an entrepreneur, because so much of what we're doing is changing. You may have had events that you were scheduled to speak at, uh, flights that you were supposed to be able to take, and vacations that you all have planned, and things just change. Business has changed. Families have changed. Just the dynamics of life have changed. And so while motivation seems like this mysterious thing, it's sometimes up, it's sometimes down, um, we really have to focus on what is it that we can do so that we can get up and get out of bed every morning and maximize each day? Because honestly, if we're not doing that, what are we doing? So we are going to focus in on six ways that you can increase your motivation and stay highly motivated. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some resources that you guys can use too that I think are extremely helpful. Um, so one of the ways that you can um, cultivate motivation is by focusing on instinct. When I was writing these down, I thought for a minute about the book by T.D. Jakes, which if you guys don't have, it needs to be added to your library. I'll include a link to it in this week's show notes. But it is a book that once I started reading the first couple of pages, I knew that I was supposed to have. And I knew like for the season of life I was in, and I read this book years ago and just recently picked it back up. Um, when this topic of instinct came back up again, that I needed to like have a refresher on it. So if you don't have it in your personal libraries, add it. I think every single person needs to access that book. Um, but it's this idea that we have a certain way that we have to do things that are just naturally a part of who we are. Um, a lot of the times when we talk about instinct, we talk about animal instincts because in human beings, is it's kind of hard to determine what is naturally a part of us. Um, and the way that we do animals, there are certain things that we can watch all animals and they just do the same things. But humans are a little bit different. We do things differently. But when it comes to people, um, there are just some things that we instinctively do. So I went back and I told you, this is in my library. I went back and pulled it back up and I wanted to read a little snippet because I thought it was amazing. Um, T.D. Jake says, I can still remember my friend, the zoologist, sharing with me how even the angles of certain animals' teeth were designed to gnaw at branches as a source of pruning so that both the food chain and cycle of life would not be broken. I thought to myself, look at how God has made all needs to coincide so that the anger, the animal's hunger serves as a gardening tool for the branches that provide his food. Relentless reliance on instinct not only supplies what we need, but also becomes the vehicle by which all else around us is affected and sustained. So I think when we look at instinct in that way, as a vehicle in which all else around us is affected and sustained, 
we then have this motivation that if I don't get up and do, then this doesn't get done. It builds reliance around us and, I, and, and us taking action. So I think this concept of instinct is so important when it comes to motivation because there are things that we instinctively do. If I don't get up and cook breakfast, then my kids don't eat. If I don't get up and clean, then we're going to be looking at a lot of roaches and, and filth and disgust around us. There are things that I have to do, I have to take action on um, so that everything else around me isn't negatively affected, but it's positively sustained. So think about how your lack of action will affect the environment that you're even in or the people who are around you. And I think instinctively, there are a lot of things that will get done because it has to get done. The second theory is incentive, that there are sometimes people who just are motivated by reward. We know that if we do this certain thing, a promotion is coming or a reward is coming. You get up and go to work every day, your paycheck is coming at the end of the month. That's your incentive to get to work every single day, despite how you feel. So there are times in life you're doing things and there is no incentive, there is no reward, and you need to attach an incentive there for you if you know that it's going to help you pursue that path and get to completion. Um, Especially when we talk about entrepreneurship, sometimes um, as a, a, a visionary, <clears throat> excuse me, a visionary or a leader, um, there is no cheerleading squad. There's no band that comes out for you when you do what you're supposed to do. Even when you go above and beyond and you do beyond the call of duty or call of expectation, there still is no reward for the work that you've done. So there are sometimes you're going to have to say to yourself, if I sat down and I wrote chapter one of my next book, then I'm going to reward myself by going to um, you know, go to the coffee shop or go and get some, the, you know, some nail polish or whatever little a reward it is. That's something that you can treat yourself with. Sometimes incentives have to be built in so that we can motivate each other. This even works great with your kids. Like we know that their spirits can get low as well. What incentives can you throw out there? Everybody's going to go get frozen yogurt if, you know, the chores get done within 30 minutes. And we know that that can push them it motivates them to want to work faster, to work harder, to give their best because they want to get that reward at the end of the tunnel. So if you're finding that work is not getting done, attach an incentive to it and see how that changes your workflow or your day. The third theory that I want us to focus in on is drive. Sometimes we are, there are some people I just believe that are self-driven individuals. Like they just know what they want. They go for it. And it's just a part of what we just talked about, that instinct. It's just a part of who they are. And there are others, it it requires a little bit of work. It requires a little bit of coffee and a little bit of Jesus. Like (laughs) they got to get themselves going. And um, so driven-based motivation is really one of those concepts where you got to find where you're steering yourself, what direction are you headed in, what um, ultimately is your ultimate destination. And when you identify what that is, it causes you to focus in more on your work and to stay motivated because you know, I'm working towards this. I can't get there unless I do this. So the work is attached to um, a destination or even your destiny. So you'll find a different way to to work and then you'll find a different um, experience when you are really focused on what is the point of all this? Where am I going with this? Um, the next theory that we're going to focus on is arousal. So sometimes things are just too mundane. They're too boring. They're too, this is the same rigmarole every single day. You go to your desk, you sit down, it's the same work. You don't feel like it, but you have to find something that adds excitement to your life. I know that people, um, you know, watch a really good movie. I know after I watched, what was that movie that just came out on Netflix a couple of weeks ago? 
Um, oh, the one about Madam C.J. Walker. So when I watched that, self-made, thank you, brain fart. Uh, when I watched self-made, getting excited about something, I came back to sit down in front of my work with a different energy because I was able to hear the stories of my ancestors, hear the story of the first black millionaire, see her um, work ethic, see her struggle, see her success, you know, see all the, the the aspects that Netflix chose to include. But I already know her story um, just from knowing Black history. But seeing that again, seeing it in movie form, it created a bit of excitement for me. It aroused me to want to go and get more work done because I felt like a torchbearer. Like she passed the torch for all of us to get up and go do something as Black women. What are we doing with our time? Like it, it just got me excited. So you got to find what gets you excited. For some people, that's music. For some people, that's working out. Like after a good jog, they can come back. Their mind is clear. They can get things done. Um, but you just have to find out what will help you. And then if also on the flip side of that is balance. Because sometimes too much excitement causes you to get like adult ADD and you can't focus. And you got to come back and you need to relax. So reading a book or having some tea will help you to relax. So it really truly is about balance um, when it comes to arousal, but it's a great motivation to keep going. The fifth concept is on humanism. So we all know, I'm going to take you back to college for just five seconds and talk to you about John Maslow and um, these hierarchy of needs. And we know that while we met all those basic needs like food, water, shelter, safety, there are these intangible needs to fulfill like self-actualization and creative expression and loving relationships. And those things in and of itself will cause us to be highly motivated to reach our highest version of ourselves. I know that um, a lot of you guys know I'm in a doctoral program, which seems to be taking forever. And there are days I sit in front of the computer and I don't want to write. I just don't want to do it. Just give me the degree, <clears throat> which is impossible, but it's how I feel at times. But I know that reaching that height in my academic career will help me with my self-actualization. I know that it is a part of my purpose. I know it's a part of my destiny. I know that there is research to be done that I have to do and uh, me alone. And I just sit in the front of the computer and I'm like, oh, writing, like typing. I don't feel like doing this. I have to find my motivation, but it's that self-actualization. Where do you want to be? Is this the, the highest that you want to go? And when I realize that it's not, it motivates me to want to get the work done. So the mundane has to be matched with like mastery, with your master self, their master level, and realizing that there are ways that you'll be able to creatively express yourself. And the relationships, the people that are around you, I look at my kids like, well, if I stop now, then what will they be able to model? You know, who, who will they be able to model themselves after? And I want that direct person to be me. Yes, they will have mentors. Yes, they have family members. Yes, they have their ancestors. Yes, they have people who they will read and learn about who they'll learn from and glean from. But the first model of uh, resilience and perseverance, I want that to be in our home. So there's that bit of humanism. So thinking about your uh, need for self-actualization and creative expression for you, what does that mean for you? And how can you use that to motivate yourself and get the work done? And lastly is expectancy. So I just think when a person feels good about themselves, they're confident about what they can achieve, they'll be more motivated to pursue their goals. 
while somebody who feels down and out is going to be obviously less motivated. So there's this expectancy about what is coming, what is next, and it motivates you to act accordingly. I just keep looking at pictures like I'm in a Facebook group of everybody who has their doctoral degree. When I see them put on that hood and I see them, you know, saying I successfully defended my dissertation and all these things, it's that expectancy. I can't wait for that moment for myself. It motivates me to want to keep going. So you are going to have to keep these ideas around you, build your own future. And I like vision boards because I think that visually they help us to picture um, what we need to see and keep in the right mental images around us. But there are some times you're going to have to keep the right conversations around you, the right people around you, the right um, inspiration around you, and you're going to have to infuse it into every aspect of your life. It can't be like, oh, I only get that when I get on Facebook. It has to be, I need this around me when I'm listening to music. I'm listening to music that will encourage me. I'm listening to sermons. I'm listening to relatives or friends who are checking in and saying, did you do what you said you were going to do? Like, I don't need people to call call me and gossip and talk about other things that, you know, will take me off on a tangent. I need people to help me um, best understand expectancy and what it is that we're all ultimately working for, which is to fulfill our mission on this earth and to be used and to fulfill our own purposes. So I really hope that these six, um, I call them concepts or theories, really help you to cultivate your own level of motivation. I hope that you stay inspired, especially during this time of having to be inside and to be socially isolating oneself, that you really use it to delve deep into what it is that you ultimately want from your life. Work on the planning for that. Work on the processing for that. Pursue it with all of your might. Get the right support people around you. Listen to encouraging podcasts like this. Keep your mind and heart focused on the end mission and the end goal, whatever that means for you. Not to say that the end is coming, but focus on your ultimate self-actualization. What is it that you are ultimately striving for? And let your best competition be yourself. Be better than you were the day before. If you like today's episode, be sure to subscribe where you're listening from. I'd appreciate you leaving a positive review when you do. Screenshot me a copy to Regina at ReginaColey.com and I will send you a free gift. Also, be sure to check out the show notes at ReginaColey.com slash podcast. I'm going to leave those links to the books and the other resources I think will be really beneficial for you to stay motivated now and in the future. Take care until next episode. Bye.